Before the plenty, this is our first episode. Uh, today we're doing Freddy Krueger versus Charles Manson. Who's going to win in a battle of wits? Uh, fist fight's pretty unfair. So, I mean, I, I don't know if that one would work. Uh, but, but anyway, um, if you want to look at episode notes, I have everything on the website. Just horrorplenty.com. And anyway, we're going to dive into it. So, physical stats, we're looking at Freddy Krueger. He is 40 years old, 5'8", and uh, 160 pounds. Versus uh, Charles Manson, who is 83, 5'2", five, five and 154 pounds. So, yeah, a little bit more <laughs> muscle on Freddy there. Not, not to mention... I can't believe they're about the same weight. One yeah. is 82 and one is 40. Yeah, but Freddy's more... I guess he has more muscle. <laughs> Lean muscle mass? Yeah, that's gotta weight. be it. And then we're looking at uh, weapons, obviously. And then Manson just takes his shirt off, and he's just like, oh! Like, <laughs> 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 alright. <laughs> he just turns into the Hulk or something? Yeah, nah. Just yeah. imagine, like, the 152, like, or 154, like, four-pound shredded mofo. He's got, like, the dot on his word. Oh, like, little, like, it looks like a little Bruce Lee or something. Yeah, he's got, like, the third eye coming out of his dome <laughs> piece, and he's just, like, stupidly shredded. But <laughs> uh, Maybe. I mean, oh yeah, I'd be like Master Roshi because he's all scrawny and then he's fucking flexes. And right, and he's, he's like, like, you want to That's going to be him. This that's, yeah, that's a good theory. Someone's drawing that right now. Oh no. Alright, let's see. Um, so, ability sets. You know, obviously, Manson's unarmed. And everyone was being kind of gloved. That one kind of goes all the saying. So, abilities. I'm going to give it to Charles Manson because it's, it's really not fair, the, the difference here between the two. I'm giving it to Master Manipulation and Charisma, you know, with uh, Manson given everything else that guy can do. But that's really all I needed. That's why I kind of give it to a battle of wits, because it was a fist fight alone, then... Kruger would take him by the anus. Yeah. And just literally have his way with him. Like oh, I mean, <laughs> and then there's a whole... However, what if Manson wanted it that way? What if Manson manipulated him? To say, come get some. And that's just what it was. And like, Kruger was under his spell the whole time. Well, I mean, I, I could put, you know, uh, Love Master in his <laughs> resume. I don't know. Or what if Kruger's been collecting souls for Manson this entire time without Kruger even knowing it? Yeah. <laughs> he could. I mean, or my guess is. He's just that mentally powerful. I think they would. I'm thinking they're teaming up. Oh uh, God! Rob a duo. No, please. Uh, I see it. You know, ultimate tag team. But I, I mean, I, I think uh, Freddie would kill Manson and steal his soul, and then Manson's soul would overpower Ray's, and he would just, <laughs> they would fuse into this colossal entity and just be over. You know, I no one's gonna live through that. No one's gonna live through <laughs> that. That's how I think the world, the world's gonna end. Oh God! I just I see like it. the fusion of two yeah, that's my ridiculous evil souls. What I mean, what if? Because so, what if we gave Manson to Freddy's claws? Could he stand a chance physically then or no? Probably not. Uh, no. Well, no, not if you count, you know, half the age difference than the muscle mass. It's not still not really much of a matchup in terms of physical prowess. But what if? Uh, what what if Freddy Krueger was just, uh, you know, a figment of uh, Charles Manson's imagination? Oh, what, shit. what if it was like his imaginary friend and he just escaped? 
Oh god. Because a lot of this takes place in the 60s with Manson, right? But they didn't create uh, Freddy till the 70s. What if he just escaped away from prison? Tell me Manson had some, some weird ability to manifest. Maybe we're gonna get a Patreon reality. episode. Maybe. Out of the jail cell, here comes Freddy. Yeah, what do you think of that? Leave that one in the comments. <laughs> what do you think? Manson's incarcerated, Freddy escapes, and then bam. Uh, that's how the manifest. Yeah, that's how they inspired the movies and everything. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Alright, so abilities with uh, Freddy. We're talking about agility, astral projection, berserker strength, uh, camouflage. He has uh, divine power, though. I don't remember that. Um, he's an escape artist. Well, that's kind of obvious. Uh, he's feral. He's not an animal. He's feral? <laughs> His voice foaming at the mouth, but he's coming for you. Just, <laughs> uh, he's definitely, you know, cunning. Um, yeah, invisibility. He's, he's immortal. He's died like several times over. How is anyone supposed to kill this bastard? Well, like, it's just like Jason. You can't kill that guy. He got freaking brought back to life in Jason X, so I mean. Jason's a lot more terrifying to me than Freddy. And the only reason why is because Freddy got his ass whipped by like a group of teenagers. Yeah, but they had to overpower him. And then they had outsmarted him, which is hard enough to do. But they, they took his, his ego, you know, because he has a big ego. And then they brought him in, you know, because in the, in the dream world, he's much stronger. Oh, you know, uh, there you go. That's what it was, yeah. That would bring he, him out of that dream world. I mean, he still can survive in the physical realm. Obviously, he still can't be killed uh, permanently anyway. But you look at it... Uh, and we're having Manson fight this yeah. guy. This is insane. But then again, Manson's immortal too. I was like, oh, he's his soul somewhere. His soul is somewhere. Oh no. Uh, necromancy, yeah. Uh, magic. Uh, let's see what else we got. Possession. He's psychic. I don't remember that. He can obviously uh, manipulate reality. Shapeshifter, yeah. Uh, obviously absorbs souls. He's like the really badass version of Shang Tsung. Oh no. Um, super strength and speed, stamina, and then obviously can climb walls. Kill count, okay. That's where he'd get me, man. Climbing walls, I'd be so screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't parkour to save my life. Right. <laughs> Freddy Krueger, the parkour master. Oh my god, could you imagine him just flipping over stuff? I got you, bitch. <laughs> He's just like... Warner Brothers gonna sue our ass and make a t-shirt out of it. Where's <laughs> uh, your souls? You want your souls collected? on a shirt now. <laughs> like, oh my god. See, kill count. Uh, 20 is a human, 40 is a dream demon from uh, Freddy. And then for Manson, we're looking at convicted of 7, 12 unsolved, but claiming 35. Gosh, damn. Hmm. I mean, Freddy's got double, but then again, these aren't even real people. Well, I mean, at least in Freddy's case, so... <laughs> I mean, how do you know? No, I'm just, I'm that's what I'm saying. What if, what if, this, what if that's his imaginary friend, or what if it's an alias? And <laughs> it's just the cover uh, up. Like he's actually Freddy Krueger. Manson is Krueger. Either, either Manson's already possessed Krueger, or oh, that was his imaginary friend, and he escaped uh, after whatever. I, I don't know if Manson lost more sanity being incarcerated that long, and that's how he escaped. I don't know. I'm really gonna. I'm seriously thinking about doing this. So. You guys leave us a note on Twitter because that's where we're most active right now. Let's see. There's no followers. You know, he's a lone wolf, Freddy. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about on Twitter. I just laughed pretty hard. I was like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. We got, a, we got a meager amount, but they're, yeah. they're nice. They're, they're engaging. I love that. Uh, 
followers looking at a hundred moderately sized. Yeah, that's for the whole Manson family. I mean, the cult, the, the Manson cult, the, the Manson family, you're looking at four. Like the people that helped with the more notorious, you know, notorious murders there. And even then, I don't think the family themselves honestly want much to do with that, right? Type of deal. With We'd what? have to look more into that. About the Manson family, like, just having that name in general. Oh, uh, well, I mean, they agreed with it, and then one of them ended up regretting it and tried to get a, some kind of plea deal. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she, she chickened out in the Tate murders. Because his two most famous ones are the Tate murders and the LaBianca murders. Dude, yeah, those were a little brutal, that's why. The Tate one's way more brutal, but the LaBianca one is the one where they, uh, they were trying to incite the race war. Oh, yeah. Talking about hiding underneath the ground in some weird bunker into biz or something like we that. Should, uh, <laughs> we should get like a Kickstarter or like a GoFundMe, and we should just like, get a bunch of people to go to the Mojave Desert with shovels and look for that underground city. Oh, God. I mean, that's called archaeology, so yeah, why not? Like, I mean, yeah, let's grab a bunch of archaeologists <laughs> and just excavate that site. Yeah. <laughs> to see if there was a bunker down there. Bioshock is based on Manson's idea. They just oh. put it underwater so that they wouldn't get sued. Oh, God. Another theory. Please, Let's no. make it happen. <laughs> Find ancient artifacts. That's why he had the third eye. Comment that one, too. <laughs> Bioshock really copyright infringement on Manson's underground city. Oh, God. Alright, so let's go to the life story here. Uh, the origin story for Freddy is a little shorter, uh, so we'll get into it. Uh, says uh, his mother, Amanda Kruger, was a nun working in a hospital, was raped by over 100 psychopaths. She became pregnant with a son who was named Freddy, and later in his life he was obviously known as a Springwood murderer or slasher. And then um, he was apprehended but later released because of a technicality. According to the original film, it's because someone didn't sign the uh, search warrant in the appropriate place. In the why would, what? I mean, does that matter? If you walk by and you witness a murder and you don't stop it, oh, I don't got a search warrant, you know, she's domestic violence, he's oh. beating her in the head with a lead pipe or oh, something. Oh, God. You can just stroll on, you know, I and mean, come grab a soda, it doesn't work out I might need a search warrant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the parents of children tracked him down and found him in the boiler room where they obviously ended up murdering his ass. Poured gas into the room, set it on fire, then... You know, he's the world's scariest candle, and that's how that worked out. All right, well, let's look at his death. Uh, after they tried his ass, they all got together and just <laughs> destroyed him. According uh, to the death, uh, like his main death, or at least the most famous one, after a decade of systematically slaughtering all of the children of Springwood in their dreams, the town was shown to be under Freddy's influence and Freddy's dead, the final nightmare. By absorbing the souls of his victims, Freddy is now powerful enough to blur the lines between dreams and reality. And then, uh, oh my god, let's see. And then the remaining adults were kept in mass psychosis after the children had been murdered, and there was no one left to kill. Freddy sought to leave Springwood, hoping to mur uh, continue his murder spree in a town full of children. Uh, let's see. Then the only one person that could help him happened to be his daughter, Catherine Kruger. And he had then, a daughter? Yeah. It was now an adult named Maggie Burroughs. And uh, she was working as a counselor to troubled teenagers in another city since her mother's death. Maggie was raised by adoptive parents, had suppressed disturbing memories of her early childhood, and after catching up with Maggie, Kruger attempted to convince her to do his bidding. And then she ended up not having that compulsion for murder and ended up scheming with uh, her co-worker Doc to destroy him by 
shooting a pipe bomb in his chest. Nice. <laughs> and stabbing him with his own glove. Wow, that'll yeah. do it. Pipe bomb and stab, okay. That's a, a bit insane, but, you know, if he was my dad, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Huh. Maybe. If the pipe bomb didn't get him, the glove did. Or I'll just keep him alive and, you know, uh, get all that. I mean, he's famous, you know, his, like, what is it? What do they call it? Child support checks? Mm -hmm. They're probably massive. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to think about that. Like, you got to have a massive uh, child support check. All right. So, and then, you know, in the sequel on Freddy versus Jason, uh, he ends up losing to uh, Jason. But I don't know, because he didn't die. But, I mean, he lost the physical fight, obviously, but it's not even fair because Jason's, like, two times bigger than that guy. <laughs> he's, like, 300 pounds of pure muscle. Even then, Freddy was wailing on him for a long while. And he's literally, like, what, double the weight? Literally? Uh, yeah. 160 pounds. I don't know the physical stats for Jason, but he is significantly larger. So, now if this were Bruce Lee versus Jason, Jason's dead. But, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not the case. We don't know that. <laughs> that would be an interesting death match. That honestly would be. I'd be yeah. laughing. That one, too. Hmm. I'm going to put a suggestion box on our website. There you go. Yeah. I'll do that sometime soon. In the meantime, you can just social media it up. Or, you know, the comments, obviously. Let's see here. Uh, Freddy's murders. Apart from the 20 children he killed before he was burned alive, uh, he killed around 40. He fused with the dream demons, and he was able to enter dreams from 81 to 89. The dream demons didn't help him. That's what it was. He helped him fuse with these dream demons. What if... Uh... Using those third eyes... What if uh, those kids that, uh, what if those were kids that picked on Charles Manson? Oh, God. Or what if that was the kids of those kids? Just incorporated. Yeah. You know, like, just and that's it. how he was going to kill them, so he used Freddy Krueger to uh, promote that. That was that was his vessel. <laughs> They'd get away with it. Let's see. Powers and abilities. We've pretty much covered that one. Let's see here. Weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Uh... If he doesn't have any power, he can't kill anyone in the dream of real world. Obviously, if he's not remembered, it's like a big sort of his power. Um, if most people have forgotten him, yeah, then he's trapped in hell. He can't harm anyone in the real world or the dream world. It's seen in Freddy vs. Jason. And Freddy's afraid of fire. I mean, obviously he's burned to death. Oh well, yeah, that'd be pretty intense. I'd light a match and be like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, what do you what do you do if he tries to fight you in your dream? You just imagine like a flamethrower? How does that work? Spontaneous combustion. But then what if he just makes you combust spontaneously? No, that's what I mean. Like I'm Oh, he my just, own he fire won't be hurt me. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm hoping my own fire won't hurt me in my own dream, you know what I'm saying? I just do I sleep with like a flame retardant suit? That'd be interesting. Oh, if I was on fire in my dream I'd be burning in real life. Is that the, Probably because uh, they uh, die. Yeah. That's. I mean, do I just should I sleep in all the fireproof suit? Would that work? No, I think you'd be burning from inside the suit. You'd just be on fire within the suit. Somebody would come by to pick up ashes from within that suit, and that'd be strange. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, what? <laughs> that'd be a weird autopsy report. But I mean, at least it'd be easier for the cleanup crew. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm I'm not saying. Or what if you're just like steamed? You know, what if you're like steamed Brussels sprouts or something? Inside the suit. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, does bone disintegrate? Do we know if it does or not? Uh, Such a thing as ash, right? You turn to ash? Well, in ash, it's mostly your bones, isn't it? Like, just ground up? Yeah. It's cremation. That's a real thing. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I mean, 
there's gonna be something left. But I'm sure all the flesh and organs are completely gone. The, the ashes should literally be just like bone dust. I'm Manson. not a scientist. I really Manson will come like through and snort your ass. Not just, <laughs> insane. Comes up and just snorts you. <laughs> it's just, just him and all the other horror movie villains. It's just doing lines off of off your ashes. Off of like dead strippers. Oh damn, zombie strippers! There you go. Yeah, that's a movie, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Robert Englund's in that. The yeah. guy that plays Freddy Krueger. Is he really? He's in that. The yeah. fact that we would even bring that up without. And <laughs> <laughs> I just realized it. Yeah. It's... Oh my god. I, I don't. I can't remember. It's literally called Zombie Stripper. It. But yeah, no. There's really a movie about zombified strippers. Oh, I remember watching it on like Comedy Central, and Robert Englund's in it. That's pretty good. I'm pretty sure he's the club owner. Wow. He's, he's a main character in that movie. He's, you know, but it's, it's him. You can tell it's him. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Oh, that worked out too well. Let's go and let's dive into uh, Manson now. Oh, God. So, early life, he was born as Charles Miles Maddox on November 12th of 1934. And uh, he was born to Kathleen Maddox in Ohio. Uh, 16-year-old prostitute and alcoholic. Whoa! Well, we're just going to leave that one there. Catherine later <laughs> married Manson, uh, but the marriage ended quickly, and Charles was placed into a boys' school at age 12, and he was rejected in attempts to, uh, to return to his mother. He was soon living on the streets and getting by the pig crime. Little did you know that pickpocket was going to be a criminal mastermind. Let's see here. Um... In 1951, when he was a teenager, he began spending time in prison. Early on, before he discovered the benefits of being a model prisoner, he was considered dangerous, and he would spend half of the first 32 years of his life behind bars. This is what I'm talking about. This, he had to come up with Manson, or with Freddy. They were probably best friends. 32 years. Yeah. I mean, it, it would make total sense. This makes, a lot, this makes perfect sense. Watch, there's gonna like, there's gonna be like insane people. Uh, you know, not insane people, but like viral videos. We're gonna create new conspiracy theories. Just, oh, just gonna, Freddy and yeah, Manson being together. It's gotta be. It only <laughs> it makes sense. All right. Uh, 1958, Manson was in and out of jail for a variety of offenses, uh, including pimping and passing stolen checks. And he was sent to McNeil Island Prison in Washington State for 10 years. And it was while there he was incarcerated that Manson learned how to read music and play the guitar. And over the next 20 years, Manson spent time in and out of reform schools. Uh, for various crimes and prisons. Um, he was released from prison on March 21st, 1967 and moved to San Francisco. There you go. We didn't need him anymore and they parted ways. It's like, why San Francisco? So, Freddie, you know, during the 60s, huh. they grew up together, learned from one another, parted ways, and there you go. That's it. Yeah, because the end of the 60s, he gets out of prison and Freddie's like, well, I gotta do my own thing now. Then, I gotta do my own yeah. thing. I'm sorry, man. Bromance just yeah. There. <laughs> see, see, the family met, or the the family was a group of around 100 followers of Manson, and then uh, they eventually had the Manson family cult. Uh, and they would, you know, have their party lifestyle with all the hallucinogenics. Eventually, moved to San oh from San Francisco to a deserted ranch in San Bernardino Valley. Uh, they were mostly impressionable young girls, and they began to believe without question Manson claims that he was Jesus and his prophecies of his race war. 
And then Helter Skelter, uh, he was not only influenced by drugs such as LSD or artworks at the time. He was a fan of the Beatles. Uh, <laughs> Helter Skelter from the Y album, The True Story of the Manson Murders, was late, uh, later the title of the best-selling book about Manson and his family crimes written by Man. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, by Vincent Bugliosi. I can't say because I'm half asleep. Uh, we had to re-record. I left a note on Twitter. Uh, I have a Chromebook, so it's a whole shoestring budget. So um, I, I originally bought a refurbished computer from eBay. It worked for a while, but I just shot out. So here we are re-recording for like the 15th time. But whatever, because it's all we're going to fucking crush it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Um, That's all good. Oh, yeah. And then Paul McCartney said that the playground slide in Helter Skelter was a metaphor for the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. Manson, however, interpreted Helter Skelter as uh, an enticing of a race war. <laughs> rise and fall of Roman Empire compared yeah. to race war. That's literally... Holy moly. He had a strong belief and interest in the notion of Armageddon. He read from the Book of Revelations... And also explored teachings of Scientology and more obscure cult churches, such as the Church of Final Judgment. Let's see. In many ways, Manson reflected personality traits and obsessions that were associated with gurus of cult quasi-religious groups that began to merge in the 60s. He pathologically deluded into believing that he was the harbinger of doom regarding the planet's future. Nah, the his... Church of the Final Judgment. Uh -huh. that's, that's what we should do. That'd be a good one we should... A gang war between Jim Jones' group and Manson's group. Oh my god. That would be funny, though. And then the victor gets to drink the punch. Oh! Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Manson's Beach Boys connection. Before Manson's famous murder spree, Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys had allowed Manson and several members of the family to stay at his home after picking up two female members of why they'd been hitchhiking. And it was through the association that Manson got the opportunity to audition for Terry Melcher. And uh, he was a friend and producer of the, you know, the, the Beach Boys at the time, who was living at Plancy's house. Melcher wasn't interested in signing a contract with Manson. What? Manson allegedly did record some music at Dennis's brother's house, Brian Wilson's home studio. The Beach Boys released a song written by Manson entitled Cease to Exist, renamed later Never Learn Not to Love, on their 1969 album as a single B-side. So they ended up did using it. Sounds like it. I was gonna. But ask. they changed the name. Well, I mean, cease to exist sounds a little bleak, especially with the Beach Boys. That's way too dark for them. All right, and then the Manson family uh, included his young disciples. It's thought they've carried out thirty-five killings. Most of the cases were never tried, in part of lack of evidence. The perpetrators had also already been sentenced to life for the killings of August 9th of sixty-nine of for Tate, and then. His partner, coffee bean heiress Abigail Folger, and celebrity hairstylist Jay Sebring, and two more victims on August 10th, 1969. And then, obviously, for the wealthy supermarket executive, Lido LaBianca, and his wife, Rosemary. So, right here. And then the murders. So, okay. And while he, you know, he didn't take part in any of the actual killings, he directed the main four, which Tar uh, Charles X. Wilt Watson. Susan Adkins, Patricia Krenwinkel, and Linda Kasabian. And to the address, and uh, directed all of them to kill. And according to one of the family members' statements, the Plancy household had been targeted because it had represented the show to the world that Manson had rejected. Well, of course. Well, they rejected Manson. So. Yeah. 
So revenge had to be some kind of motive at some level. So we're thinking. All right, let's go down the list here. What else we got? Stephen Parent had been visiting the friend Garrison's when he became the Manson family's first victim. As he drove away from the house in the dark early morning of the hours, he was spotted by the intruders and shot dead. Wow, just imagine coming home, seeing some people in your stuff, and then you just get shot. Well, imagine going on a, you know, you're an actor, and you go off on your trip, and you come back from your project, and your whole family's been, or your, yeah, your, your wife, and then everyone else has been murdered. Like, some of your close friends. That is horrific. That's literally what had happened. Kasabian was horrified by the shooting of the boy, and she remained outside to keep watch. Kasabian acted as a getaway driver and was become the star witness during the trial. She's the one that chickened out. She's, like, showing remorse later. Yeah. But after they already murdered the first guy, and it gets even worse after this one, so... I mean, oh, God. And when they broke into the house, they herded Tate, Fikowski, Folgers, and Sebring into the living room and tied them up. Sebring was shot and brutally kicked as he tried to defend Tate. During the murder spree, both Fikowski and Folger managed to escape from the house, but were chased and stabbed to death. At the trial, Kazavian scraped how she saw Fikowski staggering... Out of the house, covered in blood, and was horrified. And then she told them she was sorry, but despite her pleas to stop the attacker, the victim was bludgeoned repeatedly. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Folger escaped from the house with terrible injuries, but was caught in the front lawn and stabbed 28 times. I'm curious as to why them, yeah. That that has to be it, but he was really nice to them. Is it this Before is the, the murder. This is the guy who yeah. gave them shelter, right? And, like, hooked them up type of deal, or no? Uh, or is that the Beach Boys dude? Is this that was Brian? No, that was that was Brian Wilson. Okay. That was a whole other guy. A different guy. A little bit earlier, because they were friends, Manson and Polanski. That's where he talked about how she was trying to get that plea deal. And then eight months pregnant, uh, Tate pleaded for the life of her unborn child, and she was mercilessly stabbed in the stomach by Atkins. And Sabian told of Atkins' chilling words before she stabbed her, saying, "Look, bitch, I have no mercy for you. You're gonna die, and you better get used to it." What the hell? I'm never going to forget that. That's, like, insane. I don't know. It's like, I can never unread that. And then... Atkins <laughs> then used Tate's blood to write the word pig on the front door. However, instead of this brutal massacre saying that, uh... The pathological Manson, he criticized the murders for being sloppy. Holy... They just weren't theatrical enough. That's all it was. Let's see here. And then we're looking at, uh... The following night, Manson took family members... Uh, Watson, Krenwinkel, and Leslie Van Houten to the Los Feliz address of La Bianca's, and the couple was murdered in a similarly horrifying fashion. So, the La Bianca murder is the one where, uh, he was trying to start the race war, so he ended up murdering a, uh, murdering a different woman and trying to pin it off an African-American guy. Yeah. And then... Did not work out. No. But that, that was, you know, a big motivation, or at least originally. Let's see... Uh, ironically, Manson and his family were not arrested on suspicion of the Tate LaBianca murders, but simply on behalf that they had been vandalized a portion of the Death Valley National Park while they were hiding out in the Mojave Desert. They kind of got away with it. They took it that way. They should have just took it for that one. They should have been like, yeah, fucked up the park. Spray painted it or something. Maybe they could have got out. <laughs> Okay, so it says that various motivations were examined, such as his insanity, his pathological ego, and the belief in Armageddon, where influences led him, you know, to do this whole trail of destruction. And he believed that he was the new messiah, and after a nuclear attack, him and his followers would be saved by hiding in a secret world under the desert. His vision included a belief that the race war would result in a black victory, and Manson, along with his family, 
would have to mentor the black community is they would have lack of experience to run the planet. Gosh, damn. It would be insane. And a bit racist. <laughs> Just a tad. As Manson and the family were to be the beneficiaries of the race war, he told his followers they had helped initiate it. And according to defense witness Killer Van Houten, this was the primary reason why they murdered LaBianca's uh, the Manson had taken the wallet of murdered Rosemary LaBianca with the intention that he would deposit it in a section of L.A. where an African-American might find it, use it, and then possibly have the murders pinned on him. Now that, that was his original idea, but that, that's not going to really... I mean, now, you know, I, when were the Black Panthers, like the 80s, the 70s? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, if but, that was if that was around in the '60s, he might have been able to pull something like that off so a little easier. For his his timeline, uh, I think he was actually pretty effing insane. Yeah. Susan Atkins admitted in initial confessions that to fellow prisoners she had wanted to cut out Tate's unborn baby, but didn't have the time. She also wrote, "How did not the time? I don't understand. They had time to do all this other stuff, but she didn't have time to get out the baby." She also revealed that the other guys, Grizzly and Macabay X, were to be perpetrated against the victims, and that a list of other high-profile Hollywood stars were also planning to be killed and mutilated, including Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton, Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen, and Tom Jones. I don't know why the fuck anyone would kill Frank Sinatra. That guy's so chill. <laughs> I mean, the other guys, I don't understand either, but still, Frank Sinatra? Right, wasn't he just a singer? Yeah, but he, had, uh, he was friends with the mob. Oh, yeah. shoot. Maybe, and, uh, maybe? Good luck trying to kill that guy, then. He'll be laughing. Maybe, I don't know, the mob of everything is man. I have no, I would not look into that one yet. Yeah, yeah I don't know, maybe later. Let's see. Okay, and we're on the rest of trial here, and then... Okay, so the trial began in 1970. Um, they also wanted to commit murders that would shock the world and make people take notice, which is why they were wanting to kill celebrities. Oh, uh, okay. As to the, yeah, it was to get people's attention that they were literally going to try to change the world. Uh, let's see. And the trial began in 1970 in June with uh, Ronald Hughes named the attorney for Manson and Van Houten. Hughes soon dropped Manson as a client, reportedly because he thought he could convince the jury that uh, Van Houten had been unduly influenced by the family leader. So he was trying to get Van Houten off the hook, or at least a lesson sentence. But the move cost him his life, apparently later uh, in the year. Uh, turns out Hughes went camping and disappeared. His decomposed body turned up several months later. It is thought that he was the victim of retaliation killing by members of the Manson family. Yep, yeah, they defamed they defamed the leader. That's what happened. Don't defame the leader. Oh. That was a that was a call of power. During the trial, Manson released an album "Lie," in an effort to raise money for his defense. He revealed the media attention, and during court proceedings, he turned up with an X carved in his forehead. Some of the female's followers copied it and shaved their heads. Sometimes sitting outside the courthouse, and it was gradually modified until it was turned into a swastika. Oh, holy crap! Throughout the trial, the killers often giggled and exchanged grimaces with Manson, showing no remorse for their crimes. On January 25th of 71, Manson was convicted of first-degree murder for directing the deaths of the LaBianca and Tate murders. 
he was sentenced to death, but was automatically commuted to life in prison after the California Supreme Court invalidated all death sentences prior to 1972. So since he was, you know, convicted in 71, like the beginning of the year, he got lucky. Yeah. So, and then uh, Sabian was granted immunity for her part as a star witness. Uh, Susan Atkins was sentenced to death, but her sentence was later continued to life in prison. She was incarcerated from 1969 until her death in 2009. Anson died on the 29th of 2017 of natural causes. He had been in prison for more than 40 years. And then he had been admitted to a hospital in Bakersfield. Uh, he had no details about medical condition or his location. Uh, obviously for privacy. And he had been in Cochrane State Prison from 71 to 2012. It was denied parole 12 times. Damn. Yeah. All right. So, our possible outcomes are Freddy Krueger is the uh, imaginary best friend of Manson to help him get through his prison life. Well, we should have to. Krueger trying to fight, like, Manson's freaking, like, going into their... Dream worlds, like trying to kill off Manson's followers. Could you imagine Kruger trying to like get their souls? That boy, I think. Oh my goodness. I think he could do that. They were tough, but they're not as witty as Manson. Yeah, true. But I think Manson will have a much better chance in the dream world because of his mental resilience. Okay. And his, you know, his insanity. He'd probably find a way to do any kind of like uh, reality manipulation within the dream. But honestly, in a fist fight, there's no fucking way. <laughs> There's no fucking way. He has not only claws on him, but he turns into a giant monster or something, and that's it. You know, it's I see that. it's not that one's too one-sided. But um, I think either they team up, you know, they they team up and they murder, or they come Batman. They like Batman and Robin, or there's a master and slave option where it's Shao Kahn and Manson <laughs> Shao Kahn. Ching <laughs> Sung is definitely you know Freddy. Yeah, and that's what helps him stay young. He can kill souls, people, and he, you know, Freddy takes all the credit, but he really gives all the souls to Manson to keep him alive. That'd what if he's true. What if he's in the underground city right now, and that's what's keeping him alive? Oh God, I thought he was dead. I don't know. This is too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much for me to handle. Or Manson kills Freddy, and then, or, I mean, Freddy kills Manson, and Manson steals uh, Freddy's soul and just defaces his body. Oh God! <laughs> I can think of a few different, you know, scenarios. Um, We're gonna none the of win. them are pretty. Gonna, they're yeah, all bad. They're all yeah, worst really. case scenarios. Who are we gonna give the win to? Uh, that's a toughie. I'm gonna take a poll. Take a poll. I'm I'm gonna say Freddy, but it really depends on the situation too. If it's in the dream world, if I think. I'm giving 60 Freddy, 40 Manson, but like in a fist fight, it's too one-sided. Because even if you bring him out in reality, you can't kill him forever. There's too, mm. there's too much media about that guy. He's like a fan favorite villain. You can't. I'm going to give it to Manson because I think he has hidden superpowers. He probably does. <laughs> he just, he, he released the media what they wanted him to know. There you go, that type of, sh yeah. Manson would just, he would kill Freddy and he would, he would get his youth back. And then he would probably release some kind of crazy heavy metal or something to keep up with.